Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of our West Coast Cloud podcast series. Uh, my name is Tom Marwood, and I am joined again by the lovely Dave Cox. Say hello, Dave. Hey, everybody. How are we doing? On, on cue. Uh, well, I'm doing fine. Yeah, how are you? I'm doing good as well. Yeah. There's no audience but, interaction in the podcast. You, you kind of want some nods or... But you can... Yeah, but this is the point, because I can listen to it anywhere. Yeah. It'll be weird if... You hope everybody's doing well. Yeah, it would just be weird if they suddenly start recording and it sends an alert to my phone to then load it up and wave back at them. 73% of people are doing all right, yeah. Yeah, 64% of them listen to this on the toilet. So, <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to interact with them, personally. You might. <laughs> okay, we digress. Listen, we've got you back again. Yeah. We've, we've done a couple of, of episodes with you now and we thought we would delve into something that is not a fan favourite of ours, Microsoft as your reserved instances so from just and this is from from a west coast cloud standpoint i want to make this perfectly clear we've never liked them really yeah. and there are reasons behind that and we'll go through it in the questions i've got some questions for you as that so we'll go through it in more detail but yeah. we're seeing now that we're not here to show off but it turns out we could have been right the whole time yeah and they're not great but we've got 20 minutes yet so let's not just yeah, so. we'll try to be balanced, but you're right. You know, the bottom line, people are losing money and I'm spending a lot of time talking about something that I'm not that enthusiastic about. So, Yeah, hey, it's good. Also, though, on the flip side, as far as we can tell, and we'll get into some more detail, obviously, Microsoft aren't too fond of it now either. Yeah. Because they're not making as much money off it. And that's the, that's the simple fact of it. I, I, I can't, yeah. can't stay away, away from it. Anyway, listen, I can say as your eyes, not everyone will know what they are. So let's start with what they are yeah all right tom so a reserved instance in azure is essentially a monetary commitment to microsoft where you commit to a period of use and then they reserve that resource for you during that. the most commonly used ri is for virtual machines but you can also apply them towards sql workloads and some storage types reserved instances are often advertised with up to 72 percent discount but the specifics of that is something I'll drill into later. And I suppose a way of conceptualizing the savings is uh, purchasing a coupon up front that you can then redeem against ongoing usage, reducing some of your environment running costs. And the problem with this is before CSP first launched, there was the credit system in Azure, right? Sure was, yeah. Where you would purchase a set amount of credits and then redeem them against services. I know it's not exactly the same, but it's a good parallel though. Yeah. And the reason they looked away from it is because a lot of people with the likes of Office 365 wanted a service where they could buy monthly and flex up and flex down. Yeah. So they brought Azure into the mix because then you you are buying or yeah, paying for what you consume rather than committing to anything. Yeah. And this was the first step really of going backwards in that thought process. Yeah, it was a backwards step in my opinion as well. Oh I say backwards. It was a at least in the men from a mentality perspective, you know, um, it yeah. wasn't in line with where things seem to be moving. That's true. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's do commitment period first then. Yeah. So what what options have they got? So customers. Yeah, I guess they can they can opt in for either one or three year terms, and there are now two ways that they can pay for either term uh, upfront or on a monthly basis. Paying monthly basically carves up the cost by. 12 or 36 so there's you know it doesn't really change anything 
other than the frequency of payment. You know, let's think about, I guess, scenarios where you'd choose one or the other. Uh, for a customer that operates with an annual budget, uh, say an academy, uh, using RIs to let them pay for the bulk of their Azure bill up front would probably be preferential. And I reckon that customers who've bought into hardware refreshes for a couple of decades may prefer a transition into, you know, a three-year upfront RI as they're, you know, dipping their toes into cloud. And to be fair, if we're balanced, I mean, you know, I'm on the same page as you, what we were saying earlier, but, you know, that scenario there where it's the people who've done two decades of hardware refreshes, I can sort of then see. Yeah, why, I mean, we're, um, we're, not, we're not saying this is broken for everyone, right? No, we're just we're, saying... The, the message shouldn't be, this is for everyone. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, those scenarios aside, though, are, you know, we're seeing a far larger uptake for monthly RIs. And I think this makes more sense. As we were saying, you know, Azure through CSB is a consumption service that's you know, often a key selling point of, of the platform. Uh, and adding in a chunky, um, you know, cost sort of defeats the point, in our opinion. Uh, so if I can generalize, monthly tends to be a better fit, but an RI is only viable really for workloads that have a requirement to run 24-7. And I'll get in, I'll, we'll do some number crunching later, but I'll try to demonstrate why. Ultimately, if it's not a mission critical workload that has to be running all of the time, we can probably help you save more money by doing something smart. And that wouldn't, almost always would not be using an RI. So that goes on to the next question. Yeah. Why would you suggest an RI for workloads that are always on? Yeah. So I guess the first thing to remember is that reserved instances for virtual machines only offer a discount on the compute costs. And seeing as the VM is always on, by design, you'll be paying full whack uh, for the machine operating systems in that case. And I think that's what people need to be mindful of when they, you know, when they read about the 72% discount, that's on the raw compute cost, not the overall running cost of that machine. And if we factor in how virtual machines are billed also on an hourly rate, you know, with 730 hours in a typical month, if we were to auto schedule, say, 12 hours downtime overnight, let's say, we've just reduced the bill by 50%. And that's the entire running cost, machine and OS. And that gives a larger overall saving than a reserved instance. So effectively, 50% of a minibus weighs more than 72% of a mini. That's a fact. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Your I'll introduction take, to physics with Dave and Tom. I'll take that while well, usually you. Like I, I nod and agree. <laughs> Do you remember the days when we used to live together? You used to tell me all these lovely factual information. I'd, I'd, I'd never even listened a lot of it. Dave making cheesy pasta and well, Tom's that, pretending to pay attention on the PC. I, I only paid attention when you spilt the pasta. But we won't go into that. <sighs> never going to live this, it down. This is about our eyes, not about the destruction of perfectly good mass amounts. Kitchen tiles. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. At what point during a deployment do you think a customer should provision an RI? Like if if, mm. if if they've chosen that and, you know, we can steer them whichever way is best for them. But yeah, what point do you think, is it, do you think it's worth the better, or like the return of investments at its best point, should I say? That's a good question. So I, I think it's worth running pay-as-you-go for a couple of months at first to verify that the specs of the machines uh, you've chosen aren't either underutilized or or throttled before committing you know if you're if you're constantly constantly tweaking the specs based on you know the customer's usage and performance it doesn't actually sound like the right workload for an ri to me you know if it's a, if it's a bit erratic in nature 
doesn't sound like a good use case. But even for more typical stuff, I would probably say one to three months, let's fine tune, you know, we'll help you with the pricing and, and the estimations for you know, session host and, and VM spec. But sometimes we'll be going up and down because, you know, the application will be using less than anticipated. It's only running at 30% utilization. If that's a D3 machine, we'll obviously go down to a D2. Or if it's if it's being throttled, we'd go up to a D4. But that, yeah, that's one big thing. I never understand why people roll out the RI order before they've the customers even started using the solution because almost you never know, right? Totally. And then you have to go through the palaver of exchanges and refunds, and I'm sure we'll drill into that again later. But yeah, for the yeah. So you mentioned that you mentioned the perfect word to me. All right. Yeah. <laughs> refunds, and yeah. this is. This is where it starts annoying me. So cancellations on our eyes. All right, let's go. So yeah, right. let's, let, let's go. Sit back, Tom. There's usually a 12% cancellation fee, but this has been waived recently due to COVID. But, you know, of course, Microsoft reserved the right to reintroduce this at any time. And, you know, based on more recent documentation, they've already said they're going to. So yeah. customers need to weigh that into their, you know, factor that into uh their strategy. And I think the thing to remember about cancellations is that in our experience, they're rarely for a strategic reason, i.e. it's not because, I don't know, the characteristics of the deployment have changed and RIs no longer make sense, or even just to change the size, you know, like when people can do exchanges and go up or down. Most often, we've seen people requesting cancellation because they've accidentally purchased an RI that doesn't match their production workload. And if we go back to my coupon analogy, Imagine you're at an online checkout, you think you've redeemed your gift card correctly against the order and pay, but you actually mistype the serial code, don't receive a reduction on the total, and then you only realize once you've received your bank statement a few weeks later, and then you're kicking yourself. And we've seen instances where a customer has requested an RI for UK South, say, forgetting that their production workloads are already sat in UK West their partner puts the order through correctly, mind, at least based on what's requested. And then they get then get their coupon. But the thing is, it won't be linked to their monthly existing spend because the configuration of the, I'm going to call it coupon again, doesn't match the existing resources. And in that scenario, you're effectively paying uh, pay-as-you-go prices for the compute of your infrastructure and for an RI that's not being redeemed against it people don't usually realize for a while either you know typically what three to six months until somebody comes around to us and says hang on a minute this doesn't add up and sure you know you can then amend it and choose the right ri but they'll have to you know they'll have the cancellation fee to contend with and that's not really something that could be pushed on to the customer in if they requested the right one and i think i should also highlight that you know msps you know our partners have also stumbled into this challenge it's not just say customers requesting the wrong ri it could be where the customer you know did order the correct one for uk south then the partner procurement team uh, sends that through correctly as well but the engineers, bless them, uh, put it into UK West or choose a slightly different config because there's one with SSD. And you can understand it, can't you? It's a totally rational thing for an engineer to do. Yep. But the problem is that's three links of a chain. Uh, human error is something you can't get rid of until all of our jobs are automated in 20 years. But until then, somebody's going to make a mistake and you know the buck's going to stop with somebody. 
And yeah, this uh, exact thing happened to a partner last month. The customer only queried their bill after a few months of use. The partner could hardly bill for the RI and the pay-as-you-go. So they, you know, they they had to take the hit in that instance. Um, they were able to refund the RI, but only for the remaining period. So those first few months burn. And that would have been even worse if they were also facing the 12% cancellation fee. So once that comes back in, in three months' time, that partner would have been even more disgruntled. But what have we done to help? You know, we've made a provisioning guide around our eyes to help partners to try and avoid anything like the above. But sadly, you know, is it fair to say, Tom, well, every quarter, one or two of these, we have one or two chunky scenarios like this crop up. All I can really say is if people are going down that route, I'd, I'd just say, look, double check, call in for a chat with one of the team. We'd be happy to just talk you through and just check everything's in order. Yeah. But yeah, there's my piece on cancellations. <laughs> Yeah, quite frankly, a pain in the backside, to say the yeah. very least. And mm-hmm. so when when RIs first launched, I mean, we know that they they they've wavered the refunds recently, but we we did have it when it first happened that there is a it's a twelve percent fine yeah. as we would for cancelling cancelling them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I I could go. On. I'm not going to go on. No, 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 no. <laughs> because there's a more important thing here, not just cancellations. Mm. When your one or three year agreement expires with an RI, mm-hmm. what happens? Okay, so partners would need to make a repeat order in our marketplace, effectively purchasing a new one. So RIs do not auto renew, renew automatically, at least through the through the channel where we all have our billing platforms that we use. It, it just doesn't work that way. So <laughs> a bit of a shorter answer for you there, but it is something for people to bear in mind. And it's also, it's more faff for the partner. They're going to have to put that in their CRM or whatever tool they're using you know, Tim, call West Coast on, you know, the 3rd of March because you need to renew the RI. And to be honest, in most often people forget and two months later, they'll then buy a new RI, but the customer will have been paying full whack for two months. And then you have the headache of, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, squaring that up with the customer. And that's the bit as well. So, so luckily for us, our yeah. marketplace has notifications in there that you can set for specifically software subscriptions or RIs to end. Yes. So they can have a 30 day, 90 day, 60-day warning, whatever, to tell them they need to buy an RI. That's based on what we have chosen to do. Mm-hmm. There are others out there that don't have that feature. So you are batting in the dark unless you manually know when mm-hmm. to reorder the RIs you, without the use of the marketplace telling you that you would be on your own. And that's another reason why it's just, it just doesn't feel right in regards to how, how well CSP works. Yeah, It doesn't stop rolling unless you cancel it. It's flex on, flex off. This just seems like it's kind of shoved in there it does yeah that's it does the, that's the polite way yeah <laughs> anyway yeah um we'll go into the hardware stuff because mm-hmm. yeah there, there are always bits and bobs is there any difference in overtime for hardware over an ri to an ri is it just are they all exactly the same okay yeah looking at the hardware so at the point of purchase there isn't there isn't really much difference that much between the hardware of you know, pay as you go in an RI. So like if you buy an RI for a DS series VM, they'll be comparable on day one. But the, the thing is, we get new versions of each series. So, you know, do new iterations with better performance and price. You know, the D series example we talked about last last time, you know, they're on their they're on their fifth fifth version at the moment. But you know, if you if you're committed in for a three year term, two months ago, say you, you know, you committed, and then that's when the version five released, you're not gonna be able to upgrade or or see any improvement until that term term ends. 
unless you start exchanging and you know moving into new ris as and when there's new iterations of hardware but again back to what we were saying earlier that totally if you're going to try and keep up with the flexibility of csp and lock in you're just making a headache for yourself that's the thing and of course when we stick to pay as you go we can keep keep it effectively evergreen by jumping onto the latest and greatest as soon as it becomes available you know if, if, if you're in a perpetual cycle of ris that would make those kind of improvements and changes far less regular yeah, yeah. And, it, and, it, and, it, and it skews the messaging doesn't it because we does. spent what well, I don't know how long we spent four years before ours came into play, maybe three and a half. They were in, they were in quite a while ago. Yeah. Um, of CSP is is monthly billing three six five in Azure. You pay for what you want. You can cancel it when you want. But now the messaging is you can do that unless it's an RI, which you know is not all updated, and you buy the hardware at the time, and it's oh, it's, it's, and it's a cancellation fee. <laughs> oh, and you've got to reorder it. Same for server licensing. That's paid for a year up front. It's not monthly rolling, and it's yeah. just. Like, but all customers see in there is your portal is save 72 percent. it's right in their face neon flashing lights but yeah like nothing about idea. the cancellation fee and yeah well it's not neon and flashing yet but if microsoft are listening maybe that's what will come next that'll be the, the inspire announcement <laughs> they'll class it is i don't know erratic notifications or something okay so look we've gone through a load of stuff i'll give you a moment to plug where they can reach out to you if they want to yeah. go to Rise. Okay, well, all nine of us in the Azure team can be reached through Azure at westcoastcloud.co.uk. Yeah, I mean, we're always looking forward to, yeah, we love having a chat, ideally not about our eyes, but if there's a use case or if you haven't been convinced today, I've still got a few more things to say, but if you're still not convinced and you want a further chat, we'd much rather have that conversation before you end up in a situation where, yeah, you're losing a bit of money because nobody wants that. You've got more things to say then? Yeah, a couple of closing thoughts. Okay. So I suppose the the, the final thing I, I guess I'd like to leave people to consider is something that I think often gets overlooked entirely. And that's that while Azure reserved VM instances offer prioritized capacity, they don't guarantee that capacity will be available for your VMs. And I know that I'm almost comically risk averse, but for me, that alone is enough to steer me back towards pay-as-you-go and focusing on tweaking what I can do to reduce costs in other ways. You know, because just if we unpack that, what that's essentially saying is, yes, you are reserving the compute for a three-year term, but you are not being given a commitment of, of capacity. There's no guarantee. And I don't think that message, that fact is at the forefront of people's minds when they're thinking about whether they should have an RI. I just don't think it's... It's not at the forefront of the messaging or the marketing or anything else like, you know, anything like that. So I, I think it's really important we, we stress that for our partners. Good. Okay. Well, that's, that's a good 20 minutes, I think. Yeah. Roughly. I'd, I'd lose track of it, to be fair, but that's, we keep this succinct. So, okay. We did, yeah. Fantastic. All right. Well, Edit, obviously... If anyone has any questions around our eyes, Dave's plugged the team. He's plugged the reasons why. <laughs> I... I feel exactly the same way. I'm not going to say waste of time. But yeah, we don't agree on that much in life, do we, Tom? But our eyes no. are something we can, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that, and that should be something that everyone should listen. If we're agreeing on something, <laughs> either the world is ending or we're yeah. right. And That's true. If you listen to this, it hasn't ended yet. Yeah. Yes, it has. 
Oh. Yeah, we, yeah, we're plugged into a webinar. You turn around and there's sort of, you know, hurricanes outdoors and <laughs> oh, don't, don't get all black mirror on me. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no. Cool. Okay. Well, all right, man. They'll play the jingle. We just there, and then we'll just sign it off. So it's been a pleasure as always. Um, yeah. Jingling out. Jingling out. Enjoy your weekend. Yeah. You too, man.